Merry Christmas, everybody. This is Chris, just to say thank you to all of you, and especially to those of you at uh, patreon.com slash lasertime, who crowdfunded this very show into existence um, a few months ago. It made it made Talking Simpsons reality, and because of that, those donors have exclusive access to our Season 1 Talking Simpsons episodes. However, this being Christmas is the first episode, Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire. We wanted to make it available to you. If you're familiar with the format of Talking Simpsons, we'll never have another timely holiday ever again. Uh, but we wanted to let you hear this Plug Patreon.com slash LazerTime. You can get the rest of the 12 episodes there if you like for as low as $5. That's it. Thank you very much. Please enjoy Simpsons Roasting on Open Fire. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Talking Simpsons, the Laser Time Network Simpsons podcast. This is your, I guess I'm the host, maybe? Indeed you are. Probably. Bob Mackey, you know me wow, from Retronauts. Bob Mackey. Thank you so much. <laughs> there you go. That, that clip gets played so often on, on Laser Time these days. I love it. Even when I'm not here. Even when you're, when you're mentioned, you have a clip that gets played. Yes. And uh, who else is here today? Ah, Chris Antista. Uh, I would say the biggest Simpsons fan in the room. Wow, we're going to fight. We'll fight it out. I, isn't this, uh, I'm Henry Gilbert. Uh, and isn't this show about fighting each other to see who the greatest Simpson fan is? Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of e-penises uh, thrown around. <laughs> well, Executive think, producer credits? Yes. Sweet. I, I think uh, these days you win being the best Simpsons fan by being how cynical. Who can be the most cynical about something? It's who stopped watching first. Right? That's yeah. right. And what does Talking Simpsons do, Bobby? We are going to go through every episode, presumably, unless one of us dies, which hopefully won't happen <laughs> during a recording. But uh, we're going to start where it all started, and that's with the uh, Christmas special, Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire. Indeed. Did I forget anything about what we're doing? No, okay. no. We're talking we're, This Talking Simpsons will hopefully discuss every episode of The Simpsons in order, but only Patreon uh, donors are hearing my voice right now. Mm. This is on YouTube. Stop listening. It's illegal. <laughs> so because of you, I'm taking a treasure bath when I get home. <laughs> <laughs> With all of your quarters. Money fight! <laughs> uh, See, we're gonna... Th- this yeah. is a great place, a repository for all our Simpsons references that infect every other yes. podcast. And so hopefully we could... Like, we had to give Dave his own wrestling show so he'd stop bringing it up on regular shows. Mm. Uh, so maybe we'll get the... So Sim- now we're just quarantining Simpsons references to Quarantine the, uh, is a good okay. word. Until um, Laser Time, the regular show but, has just very normal discussions with no divergences. Obviously, this is a bit of proof of concepty. Um we have a structure. We have we have a lot of stuff planned. We have a lot of clips from this show. One of the things we wanted to do this episode uh, is focusing on the first season, uh, first episode of The Simpsons that ever aired, and that is called what? Simpsons roasting on an open fire. That's right. Even though it says it is technically a Christmas special, and it's technically the eighth episode produced, something like that. Yeah, yeah. seventh or eighth. It was just the only one ready to air in time because the first one went to shit. Yes, it did. Um, but we will get into that when we talk about that episode. Simpsons roasting on an open fire. It debuted December seventeenth, nineteen eighty nine, uh, and because we wanted to give you a little bit of perspective, a little bit of context for when the show is airing, we have something we call uh, this week in Simpsons. Aha, so, this week in Simpsons history, um, that's right, see where I'm going with this? This week in Simpsons history, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation sits atop the box office, TV is ruled by the Golden Girls, The Cosby Show, and at number one with 23 million viewers, Roseanne. Uh, 23 million viewers. And to put this in more of a cultural context... Uh, this week, MTV announced it will no longer run music videos 24-7 and focus on original programming and series. 
Whoa. And I love, I love that's been pointed out better in other places, but the complaint that MTV uh, doesn't play music videos anymore is old enough to buy booze. <laughs> I didn't realize there was a formal announcement. I thought just there the, was. the real world started playing, and we were all just like, okay. No, it's just we were too young this. to care. Hmm. We were too young to care. Well, we didn't have the internet to tell us media news all the time. It, this is like probably just from a trade paper, and the rest of America was not obsessed with it. I was not reading Variety at age nine, so mm. or age seven rather. So uh, should we like lay the groundwork for yeah. like um, contextualize what the Simpsons were in this time for America? I this, looking the, at Roseanne being number one should let everyone know like yeah where this, things were going. Yeah, and the Cosby Show is up there, but I believe when I'm looking at the ratings, I looked at the readings ratings for next week. Cheers had to be in a rerun because that show was huge. Well, at the, it's the usually by the second half of December, everything's in a rerun, and mm-hmm. they're getting out of the way of the Christmas specials, you know. Yeah. So, like this episode, which mm-hmm. is a Christmas special. It, well, it, it is it, the, the title card says Christmas special. Mm-hmm. It, it does yeah, not say just, Simpsons roasting on an open fire. Well, and it is des. It was I think it was submitted to the Emmys as a special. Oh, is that a way yeah. to get two Emmys? I maybe. Okay. Well, so to this point, The Simpsons were a recurring bit on the Tracy Ullman show, mm-hmm. one of the first original programming on the Fox network, which was really just, it wasn't even a network. It was like they just took over UHF channels, and from 8 to 10, they had original programming on them, like Married with Children, Tracy Ullman, and shows no one remembers. And did, you, did you endure Tracy Ullman episodes as a child? I Ready for those little did. nuggets of Simpsons? I absolutely, absolutely did not. Because uh. to see the, once I saw, like literally 30 seconds of yellow people mm-hmm. hitting each other and farting or belching like i just had to keep watching so i'd see uh tracy ullman sing a very old variety show song or something. or or see, her, home, hey. or see her playing a 13 year old girl being raised by two gay men like i'd see all those things just to watch it but then the thought of seeing like I'd see it in in scant bits, but then the thought of seeing a whole show—that's only The Simpsons. I I never saw this. Amazing. I did not see the Ullman stuff until well, probably the 138th episode, Spectacular. And then I remember yeah. Comedy Central ran an ad like New Year in Comedy Central. I don't remember what year. Coming to Comedy Central, and it's showing The Simpsons, and I'm like flipping tables over. Holy shit! The <laughs> Simpsons is coming to Comedy Central. Why this does it is look great. Weird, yeah. Why does he? Yeah. Why does this look so old? And it was the Tracy Ullman show. I'm like. There, there are two great sketches in that show. It's pretty terrible. I did not like it. Uh, it's not for me. Well, that's it's for my the, mom. Well, and the Simpsons, as 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 uh, primitive as these episodes mm-hmm. first season look, the the shorts are incredibly simple. It's the the weird gradient stuff. That, yeah. Like there's no hard colors. When their character faces just shift all the time. Yeah, there's there's really not a model they're sticking to. Uh, Castellaneta is going full Matow with his impression. There's a little bit of Jackie Gleason in there. I yeah. noticed too. Like today, just like the sing-songy hey, nature of his voice. But um, frosty chocolate milkshakes. That's like sub season zero. <laughs> yes, that's like Dan Castellaneta's like night dreams. I don't uh, know. Here, here's something interesting before we get into a long form discussion of the episode that Henry sent me. Some beautiful person uh, via YouTube. Uh, has submitted all of the commercials from the original airing. And I taped this. I'd never heard of The Simpsons. I saw a commercial. I'm like, that looks cool and intriguing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks. It, it clearly struck me as something that was a little more adult just via the commercials. Uh, so I taped it. And when you sent me this, it brought back flashbacks like crazy. Like It okay, triggered I things I thought were long dead. Listen to the sounds. Listen to the sounds of a home. 
Cereal apples. I haven't thought about apple cinnamon Cheerios in years, but I remember that creepy ass kid in the commercial. Because uh, I, I, I watched this tape over and over again, so I saw all of this stuff, like this promo, to give you even more context for what was going on right, right now. No wonder Al Bundy's life is so miserable. Look who he's got for a guardian angel. Loser! Sam Kinison in a one hour married with children tonight. What a simple <laughs> ad. Yeah, what yeah. a simple But this is, I wrote about this um, when we were talking on lasertimepodcast.com. We were talking about The Simpsons' 25th anniversary. I loved the special. There was no internet. I wasn't, I was eight. I'm not reading trades. Mm. I had no idea we were getting more of this. Uh, so in my territory, they reran the show. Uh, I loved it. It was I, I, I don't want to go too much in that article. Two things. I'd never seen a character that was like me on a show. Uh, I was a problem child. I got better grades than Bart. But getting into trouble... When I got... I, I remember my whole childhood, I thought adults hated me. And mm. this, every time I met a new adult, they would just automatically hate me because of who I was. Because I wasn't looking at my behavior. It was depressing. Uh, and then I saw Bart accidentally get into trouble and create... Create hell for the people around him. And it made me recognize my behavior. Two, it was the first thing I laughed at as much as my dad did, but in different parts. Mm -hmm. um, and and also, as a context of time, I didn't, once again, I did not know there was another show coming. And on the second airing that they did in my territory, this was the commercial that played. Hi, gang. This is Bart Simpson. Now that I am a huge star, uh, now that we're all huge stars, the Simpsons are getting their own series premiering Sunday, January 14th on Fox. I, oh my God, I'm oh. so glad you found that. I was going to say, I I remember seeing that commercial too, and <gasps> I lost it. I was like, there will be more of these like all the time? Oh it was so exciting. I was, se like, how old were, I was seven when this aired. I was also seven, yeah. yeah. Like I, mean, I guess you were nine. I was probably nine. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how uh, we heard about this, but it was on the cover of my weekly like newspaper TV insert, like the weekly TV guide. Sure. There was The yeah. Simpsons on there, and like, mm -hmm. what is this? This is cool. My family and I watched this together, and then at, at, like during Christmas, everyone who came over to visit was talking about the special. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, did you see that Simpsons yeah. special? And, like, people had recorded it. It was overnight. And, it was like yeah. it did feel like an overnight success. Yeah. And I think and, a lot of I've got so many of my anecdotes in watching and doing this show. It's like. I can remember so vividly talking about this in the recess yard the no, next day. No, yeah, this... It, I think we'll probably say this a lot on the show, or yeah. at least I will, that watching these again and fully taking it in, mm -hmm. it is... I'm getting flashes of my childhood or where I was when I saw the show. And, and yeah, this... Uh, it really was something else to see it December 17th. Uh, but, uh, okay, so we should do the... What, the, so what this episode Yeah, was. what the episode is about. Um, what's a brief summation of the episode? What do you think, Biabi? Well, I'm sure this is the one everyone has seen the most. I'm guessing at least um, people our age have probably seen season it the one. Most. This won't surprise anybody who knows yeah. us, but cause it's going to Patreon donators. I had a uh, Christmas special website, a cartoonchristmas.com, where we reviewed a, like over a hundred Christmas specials. I, uh, due to having no competition, I'm probably a Christmas special expert. Uh, <laughs> this holds up absurdly well as a Christmas special. It feels more modern and and traditional than uh, I, I think there's like two two Christmas specials maybe that can say that. I think uh, uh, Prep and Landing, really good, and Community ever since then are the only things I'd call modern classic Christmas specials. Everything else is garbage, is shit. I think the reason it holds up is something The Simpsons backed away from and that's mm -hmm. the worry about money, like realistic mm -hmm. money problems, which 
that was also a thing on Roseanne, like getting their power shut yeah. off because they couldn't pay a bill. There are no TV characters or TV families that worry about paying bills anymore. This is true. They all like, live I in a giant house. And Malcolm, the Simpsons kind of live in a giant house. They do live in a huge house. <laughs> yeah. I mean, their house is still like like three bedrooms, yeah. and three bathrooms. And the unseen rumpus room. I can't yeah. wait till we get to the episodes where we can just phases in and out of existence. <laughs> but yeah, losing $200 like can ruin the Simpsons. And that's what happens in the episode. Because the episode well, is... Okay, yeah. They, but... Yeah. but I'm one of those guys. Uh, so what happens in the episode, it's a really simple plot. Uh, mm-hmm. Homer does not get his company bonus because the plant, the power plant has to increase safety regulations mm-hmm. so everyone else but management gets screwed, which is a, a thing we've all been through, I think, yeah. as working stiffs. And so uh, Homer becomes a, a mall Santa and then even loses at that. So by the end of the episode, they end up uh, winning a dog at the track by losing all of their money. Yeah, by losing. And, uh, the, it, it has, it, that is the most traditional Christmas beat there is. And I think you might people might miss out on it when they're like, it's so dark. I'm like, but it gets really Christmassy at the end. It gets really Christmassy. I mean, they're all singing around a piano. Oh the my credits. god, that's right. There's yeah. yeah, a lot of rules the Simpsons hadn't defined for itself. The biggest one I noticed in this: every scene is transitioned with a dissolve. There it is are, a weird, yes. like weird. There are cutting. no more dissolves yeah. in the, on the Simpsons. Yeah. Well, and then I mean, there's no there's no opening to it. Like yeah. there's no opening thing. Like so, by the next episode, when you see the theme song and the couch gag and the, the That's right. it, board. It is, like you don't get any of that in this it is absent of the theme song and this has to introduce so many things yeah. like this this I, I could fill this whole episode of just saying well this was the first this the before first, i this knew about the production order yeah it, it it's it was a marvel to watch this like 20 years ago before i knew it was the seventh in production order how many characters it seemed to have refined and in place yeah and, just, and introducing just by getting that far though also, the credited writer on this is Mindy Pond, who never wrote another mm. episode. Yeah, I don't know how much of that was her and how much she, of it was the writing room. Yeah. But it could have been like a freelance script that they got for the Christmas special or something. And mm-hmm. I don't know. She, apparently, all I could know, all I found out about her in a wiki search is that she is a professional cartoonist. Huh. So I'm wondering if she had a Matt Groening connection and just she came in from the cartooning world. And she's written for other things, too. But, okay. but yeah, they just you go straight into the... Uh, the talent show, and that just, it was such a... Um, where, you, where I always thought it was a little unnerving, you feel like you see Lisa's vagina. No, I, for the longest <laughs> time, weird, thought yeah, she was bottomless in that. Me too. Mm-hmm. I think that's the, the first real joke of the episode, too. You have to wait like a minute until there's a real joke. It is yeah. so yeah, long. It's very, yeah. very like, well, slow no, like, when it, also These Homer... were simpler times. Yeah. The, immediately, Maggie's star outfit became iconic i mean i guess right, that yeah. counts as a joke it a did count joke. as a joke it was something we all like con- i don't know we all connected with i remember people talking about it when i remember being on merchandise and her sucking or pacifier so loud yes. yeah it's... that was not something a character would do i think of it like uh, rick burping on rick and morty just like this <laughs> affectation that a character does not have but they gave um, it to him. and yeah apparently like because of what when it aired it's the first appearance of mo barney patty selma Grandpa, Ned and Todd Flanders, Milhouse, Lewis, Seymour wow. Skinner, uh, Sherry and Terry, Wendell, Mr. Burns, Ralph Wiggum, Santa's Little Helper, and Snowball 2, and Wayland Smithers. They also have like an abandoned version of Skinner, like a character trait they didn't carry over past mm. season three where he would get words wrong. Well, there's a ton really? of... This yeah. is full of uh, abandoned jokes like that. But yeah, like there's uh, children in their melody, melody, medley of... Uh, oh, that's he, right. He says flavorites, I think. I yeah, flavorites, like, yeah. It's like that was Skinner's like one of his jokes about him that they didn't really do. I, mean, I, I did the best research I could, and the biggest first for me... And I, I, I did as much research. This is the first primetime cartoon. I mean, in a while, period. Yeah, uh, for the sure. first. This might be the first 
cart- primetime cartoon ever to curse. Dad, I didn't know it was you. Nobody knows. It's a secret. I didn't get my bonus this year, but to keep the family from missing out on Christmas, I'd do anything. I'll say, Dad, you must really love us to sink so low. Well, let's not get mushy, son. I still have a job to do. Hey, little one, Santa's back. Ho, ho, yo! <laughs> I freaked out when I heard him say, I, "My it. jaw really hit the did. floor," and I, I'm allowed to watch this. Cartoon, my parents are in behind this. me. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was, was that that in cartoon character smoking in the background in the show. Like, yeah. there's just a touch of extra sleaziness yes. that you didn't mm-hmm. see anywhere else. Well, I think that's there's that's one of the many things that dates the show. That yeah. I can't believe like elements that still exist in the show. People smoking indoors. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get into those when we. Well, when more Bart, specifics. okay. Uh, well, going chronologically too, when mm-hmm. Bart. Sings. I'd never heard Batman, the Batmobile never, version, never. Of that before. Like I, and and they talk on the commentaries that they take pride in. They popularize that with children. They mm-hmm. it, it was a kid song. That version of Jingle Bells was something they'd heard. The like writers the 60s, had heard right? as kids, yeah. Yeah. and now they introduced it to a whole new generation of children by by showing it there. They took a bit of pride, like. Had you ever heard it before? No, Maybe. never. I did the summer before, so when I saw it on oh. TV, I'm like, how did they know this? You yeah. fucking hipster. Yeah, I old. Was first. <laughs> With all the kid memes, I was first. It well, put a post-it note underneath the television representing the first comment. <laughs> well, and the same, with, uh, the same with the ending song, too. Like, I never heard that Rudolph song. I didn't hear that one, no. Though, when uh, it was funny, two years later, I transferred schools mm-hmm. and went to a new school, and at the... Um, they had a Christmas event, like a Christmas tradition that mm-hmm. one of the teachers would sing a parody version of Rudolph and mm-hmm. all the kids would sing along. And it was one of these first times I'd ever, as a kid, felt the anxiety of everybody in the room knows what the rules are except for me mm-hmm. and I have to fit in. And they're singing a song that turns out to be like 70% the Simpsons song, but she made variations on it. And when I miss those variations by singing the Simpsons version, like people, I felt like the worst person in the world. I was oh, like, man. I'm terrible. They sing wrong. <laughs> but anyway. Um, but yeah, here's, here's uh, one of the biggest takeaways for me. This is what, it's so weird watching this because I watched it so many times. Uh, but obviously I, Bart was my surrogate and not Homer. Homer is now, I am as, I think I'm as old as Homer. Almost. He got like I think he's forty two now. Well, they he was aged him up for a while. They made him thirty eight. I'm only I going by on, on the arcade 35. machine. The arcade machine. He says it's like thirty five. It says like thirty eight or thirty six. Okay. Um, but I I was Bart's age, act like his actual age when the show aired, mm-hmm. and now I am actually Homer's age. It's really depressing <laughs> to think about. It's a lot about. But also kudos things. to The Simpsons. So this to me was the funniest joke, and it'll also give you uh, a little insight on the plot of the entire episode. Funniest thing I ever saw. It's very, very life in hell. Used to be a real boss tattoo. But mom had to spend all the Christmas money having it surgically removed. It's true! The jar is empty! Oh my god! We're ruined. Christmas is cancelled. No presents for anyone. No worry, Homer. <laughs> so the, uh, one another dated thing I noticed there, very lightly, there's a couple things in this episode, uh, sound uh, Foley work. Mm. So like yeah. I, I think the hallmark of the first season is hearing footsteps. Fucking hate that. Uh, but yeah. also, back in 1989, when a boy was watching TV on his own, the sound effect emitting from the TV that you didn't see 
was neighing horses to imply a western. Thought it'd be machine guns too. Yeah, but wow. and that's and that's what Bart's there's but there's, there's literally like nothing western. on program on the TV mm-hmm. that Bart like a kid would be watching making those sounds nowadays. Mm-hmm. That all. Though boy, I I the the bit as a kid too, that was a revelation to me that mm-hmm. that your parents had to pay for Christmas mm-hmm. and that there was this thing called like they could run out of money and not have enough I, I sound like a very spoiled child saying these things, but as a seven year old like I didn't know you could run out of money and not have enough for presents. Like it, yeah. It was pretty like I don't know. It feels when I was watching it again, I was like, this was a animated cartoon special, Christmas special. Mm-hmm. That immediately, it's like there's no Santa Claus. <laughs> Here's how the Santa Claus things work. Like I, I was smart enough to know. And that, they're but fake and they're cynical too. Yeah, it's like, like they don't, they get paid crap. When do we get paid? And Barney's like a drunk. <laughs> hey, yeah. Well, and then and then Bart is super <laughs> cynical too. And one of his first lines is. There's only one fat guy who's going to give us stuff, and it ain't Santa. <laughs> yes. That's a, that's a dark, like, Bart's mostly a joke machine until <laughs> halfway through, and he, but he's definitely treated as a B character on the show, I think. It, it is, and uh, guys, At least this, in this, episode. this is our proof of concept episode, but just so you know, towards the end of the episode, we will uh, deliberate on our line of the show, but... One, I, what I thought would be my line of the show, I captured, so I, 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 I sort of get to dictate. I mm. thought it would be my line. This made me laugh a lot, and for some reason it still does. Um, it was going to go to Todd Flanders. Oh, 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 Samson, it's you. Hello, Flanders. Oh, my, what a little mess we've got here. Well, which ones are yours and which ones are mine? Well, let's see. Go. This one's mine, and this one's mine. <laughs> this one's mine. And uh, they're, they're all yours. Hey, Mr. Simpson, you dropped your pork chop. I don't, I don't know why. That would. I, I, that still makes me laugh a lot because it's Todd. It, it seems like Flanders is less a goody-goody here. Oh, yeah. But more yeah. actually mocking him. Ooh, this one's mine. And Todd is. Mm. Mr. Simpson, you dropped your pork chop. Squeak, squeak. He was more of like a yuppie-ish character. Yes. Like, there uh, was no Jesus in his life. Yeah. yeah. He, was a, he was a godless person, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and that Flanders... Flanders may as well have been anybody, you know? Like, he didn't... Uh, Flanders, they weren't setting up to be one of the major characters of the entire series. Yeah. And and as they said on the commentaries, he was uh, designed by Rich Moore, was mm. the designer who, on this episode, was just the main board artist. He's the... Who would later, in the next season, he would be one of their main directors. Mm-hmm. He would be the supervising director on The Critic and... The uh, and Futurama and the director of Wreck It Ralph and right? the director of Wreck It Ralph. Is that was about? He's great. Yeah. Um, I got to interview him. Did you? Yep. Oh, that's uh, right. I got to go to the Wreck It Ralph premiere and interview him, and he was uh, he was a really nice guy. And at the end, I tried to be as professional as possible. It was just like, yeah, Wreck It Ralph, blah blah blah. Question, question, question. And then the end, I was like. I'm the biggest Simpsons fan in the world, and <laughs> I wish me. I wish I had brought the Simpsons season four thing would be like Marge versus the Monorail. So <laughs> well, if you look at the uh, the one of the nerds in the show who mm-hmm. they, they they colored him black for the Homer <laughs> yes. versus yes. College episode, the guy with the buck teeth and glasses is, is a caricature of Rich Moore. Yes. He's not black though. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as long as we're talking about animators, I wanted to say this other thing I found out from the commentary is that uh, it's a general trivia bit. People know that. The former frontman of No Doubt slash brother of Gwen Stefani, Eric Stefani, is a cartoonist and artist, and he was the animator for the show. He left the band to focus on The Simpsons. Yeah, though he apparently still gets like a cut of, like they later said that when he was working there, and they're like, could you draw this thing? He was getting like gold records and and all this. (laughs) But. But he laid out the first Patty and Selma scene, the mm. scene in the oh, episode, really? okay. like in the in the commentaries. David Silverman, the director of the episode, calls out Eric Stefani directed this, and he was like, 
just a couple years away from his band being the biggest thing in the world. <laughs> Man. Um, and, yeah, that was... I don't want to segue into my... Are we Are we almost done? I have a, oh, I no, have I have a lots more notes. Yeah, keep I have going. A line, uh, this, okay, so... Guys, just so you know, we're shooting for kind of a half an hour, but obviously we're going to go longer in our first it's, episode. It's, it's not a classic line. It, it make, It's what this line makes me think of. It's when hmm. Bart gets the tattoo, and the, the guy is like, are you over 21? And he says, yes, sir, and he gets pulled into the <laughs> store. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> whenever I whenever I click on an age gate, <laughs> I, I, I immediately think of that scene every time. So every time I do that, which is probably like once a day... <laughs> I think of the scene because it's it's that much of like a worthless like gateway like I, yeah whatever go over. I meant to get the one of the most important hallmarks of the Simpsons. I mean mm-hmm. the era that we all really care about is the original music. And when Marge sees his tattoo, there is a sound cue there oh, that is yeah. from like my stock sound effect Hanna Barbera <laughs> library. Uh, it's something you've never heard in The Simpsons again. After yeah, that, it's like always it, their own music. It is a stock sound cue. Mm-hmm. So sure. it's it's funny you bring up that uh, thing because they mention it on the commentary that. It also is a hallmark of a thing that in Simpsons writing where mm. they said, well, how, like, they were working for so long. Well, how's he going to get the tattoo? The guy's not just going to give him the tattoo. How's he, well, they like, working, working, working. They said, like, oh, look, he just does it. Like, he just says, <laughs> okay, I'll do it. Boom, done. It's, like, a, it's a cartoon. Relax. <laughs> well, one of my favorite, uh, I had two favorite lines. One that made me laugh now sure. when hearing Milhouse say, quote, unquote, Santa, I feel like that was the first time I'd ever heard ironic quotation marks on something, oh, which yeah. is something I do all the time. Mm. I do all the time. Uh, and then second, the big one for me that I still remember is because it became a running joke in our family. <laughs> like my dad likes the racetracks. He likes he likes racetracks. Likes I never, the ponies. Likes the puppies. Well, he he likes gambling on dogs. Is just not as cool as betting on on. Uh, horses. Some areas of Florida, you don't have the option, Henry. Well, we had a dog track actually in our town, and so it was a joke where if we'd go to the dog track in the month of December, which we did a few years (laughs) um, as a family, mom would do the joke of my mom would just say, you know the tradition, son. Not until the eighth race. Oh, like, really? I would feed her the line of like, "Can we open our presents now?" And then she'd say, "Not until the eighth race." Encourage like, or reinforce you quoting The Simpsons? Exactly. That From the beginning, insane. we that's all loved it. Too. We we all the whole family loved it. it. And that's yeah, yeah, that's the big takeaway for the show. It was something the whole family loved. I mean, if we drive by, I I would bet now I go home for Christmas and we drive by the the dog track. Like there, we will say, "Not until the eighth race." Like it's just. And it was one of those things of us joking about. I, the Simpsons let us laugh at our own dysfunction. That's what that's what yeah. we really liked about it. Yeah, I think well, until like season five, I watched it with my family mm-hmm. whenever it was on the mm-hmm. uh, the the weekly episodes mm-hmm. for sure. Like well, I mean, we were still a, we were still a one TV household, which I know <laughs> seems insane to me too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's what we had to deal with. Somebody got to pick what to watch, and everybody else suffered through it. And this was the one show that didn't feel like a slog mm-hmm. for everyone. Also, I thought it was a fun meta reference that Bart. I I don't feel like I'd ever seen a cartoon character talk about other cartoon characters and say, "If Christmas, if Christmas specials have taught me yes. anything, uh, you should believe a miracle will happen." It's that that was the first like meta reflexive pop culture awareness joke I'd ever mm-hmm. seen. And that, one of the contenders for line of the day originally was uh, uh, for the line of the show was going to go to a follow up to that. Uh, let's see if I have it. Use that voice sound so many times. But I guess TV has betrayed me. I don't want to leave till our dog finishes. 
Ah, forget it. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, and that it's Homer that screws them by believing, believing in miracles in more than more than yeah. Bart. Even Bart is like, times thirteen is Merry Christmas. It is great how I mean, The Simpsons was really a reaction to what was on TV at the time. Sure, and, like this episode is all about no TV's lying to you. There are yeah. no miracles. <laughs> the only thing that brings these people together and the dog is that they all they all are huge losers. And I, I know I've, I've said everything. this elsewhere. It's like. You know, even the president called out there, we're more like the Waltons and less like mm. the Simpsons. But the Simpsons, yes, dysfunctional, but they were more representative to me. I, our, my family, I'm the messed up one. My family's great. Mm-hmm. They're all really sweet. But this is still more representative of them than, like, the Tanners of yeah. Full House oh, or anything like yeah. that. We don't talk. Yeah. This is how we spoke to one another. Well, it, my, it was an accurate refl- This and Roseanne were the only accurate, accurate depictions I thought of uh, families on TV, and it was derided by mm-hmm. moral crusaders. Yeah, that, oh, whoa, jeez. I feel like I heard that like eight other times throughout the first ten years. It's like the Barney burp. They'd like grab it once and then like, okay, so we're kind of jumping all over the place, but I had one more line that I remember, and it's something that I just made out as an actual line this time. It's one of Grandpa Mm. Simpson's few lines. It's (laughs) Unadulterated pap. Unadulterated pap. I, I guess I didn't. I guess I didn't know what unadulterated meant yes. before, outside of like you know milk or orange juice it's, or something. But it's, like, it's uh, not like Grandpa now to be that lucid. Yeah. And, but it, that I did love that line. And he I, just he just like screams it. Yes, like, and, and, like, and that was such. In all the episodes oh, we watched for this God. this batch, it's it's Happy Little Elves. They were a huge part of the show because it was representative of the Smurfs. Yeah. At the time, yeah. the biggest thing that children were watching, and I don't like, that's why you don't see them watching Happy Little Elf, even though they still watch a fucking clown well, show that introduces cartoons. Well, do you want to do you want to talk about all the stuff that got cut or the things that are like not? Yeah, we should talk now? about behind the scenes stuff like that. Yeah. Well, not canonical things. As first off, like they they are breaking rules all over the place. One of them definitely is nobody has Homer's five o'clock shadow. Mm-hmm. Nobody else has yellow hair going all the way to the top of their sure. head. And who? What happened to Daria? But Barney's Daria. okay. Like, thank you. Like I, that, originally, this was supposed to be Laser Time's closeout because the way I heard the line was "Let's roll diarrhea," <laughs> and I brought that up to you guys. And like, I, I said it on the show one time. Like, what does that mean? And like, it's a Simpsons reference. Like the episode we've all seen a thousand times. Like, he doesn't say that. Like, every one of my friends thought he said diarrhea, and that's why we thought the line was so funny. Like, and I captured it. And we're going to decide on the ear on the air okay. whether this sounds. Because like... I was, I, I've heard this before, and I was listening for it uh, when I watched. Hey, Simpson! What did I tell you? Well, one. Let's go, Daria. I heard Daria. You want? If you want, let's go, Daria. If you want, Daria. Let's go, Daria. Daria. If you want to hear diarrhea, I think you can hear it. But, he slurs it enough, but I heard Daria. Well, if, if, he, if he were to be saying, let's go, Daria, what, what, that, what does that even mean <laughs> in the, within the context of I the I thought scene? it was funny that Bar- Barney Gumbel had a prostitute in his car named Diarrhea. <laughs> I thought that was the joke. It's like I a family read, guy joke. <laughs> but I also I, yeah. had, had never heard the word Daria, Daria before yeah. until Beavis and Butthead. Seriously, yeah. I hadn't. I'd never heard that name. No, I'd, uh, well, and here's a couple other notes I made of things that they don't do anymore, like Lisa and her pony and her desire for ponies. Yeah. Well, she got her wish. I think, yeah, once that episode happened, the, that killed the Lisa wanting a pony. Yeah, think, she got like, her own Twilight Zone episode where she got exactly what she wanted. It turns out it wasn't all it was corrected. I think, think, like, every three years, though, they remember she likes ponies and they give yeah. her, like, a pony yeah. scene. Maybe. That's like Bart's lucky red cat. Oh, yeah. Like, a, a cap that shows up. Uh, there were a couple other ones. Oh yeah, Homer. It actually this was a sign well, that, of things to come. That, Homer falling off the roof. Like 
That's a joke they do now, except he'd have like it'd have been way more painful. Well, that's, it made that's, it too that's real. my argument against like you know Homer Society fuckheads who want to trash oh, every no. invincible Homer. Edge. Like he fell off a roof in the first episode. <laughs> the very first episode, he falls off and didn't get hurt, but he did yeah. fall. It is like a snowbank. It, it was a snowbank. I don't know how uh, snow works. I'm from Florida. I wonder if that was their cover. Like it'd be funny if he fell off the roof. No, that wouldn't work. All right, what if there was a snowbank? Uh, and a couple other things. One, they said that the... Uh, Barney has no pigment in his hair. It's the yeah, same color as his skin. Yeah, and that also the... Um, this was from the commentaries. One of the craziest things, like just from listening to the commentaries later, mm-hmm. you know how hard animation production is for TV. Mm-hmm. But this was the first cartoon that James L. Brooks would work on. And James L. Brooks, who's on the commentary, says that him and Richard Sakai said... Let's shoot coverage oh, right. for animation. As in, let's what? animate more than we need so we can really? edit around it. Like so That guess, is such an uninformed way of doing it. If people don't know what coverage is, it's like yeah. you shoot a scene from multiple angles, you cut yes. them together. So if there's a scene when Homer and Marge talking, you'd shoot all of Homer talking yeah. and then all of Marge talking and then cut them together rather than figuring out where the cuts would be on like a storyboard yeah. or whatever. So, yeah, that's... That's how you do it. You find the cuts in the storyboard. You don't you don't spend a million dollars yeah, animating you film it. Al Pacino from every angle, and you try and get as many takes where he's not spitting, <laughs> or where he doesn't look like a lost old man. Like His last appearance on Letterman, he looks so oh, he looked confused lost. and old. He's like, and then he talks about his kids who are like twelve or something. I'm like, man, mm-hmm. fuck you. It's like Larry uh, Larry King's yeah. kids, future yeah. Simpsons guests. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I think that's all the that's all the things I thought were like, oh, this is so they wouldn't do this now or they wouldn't do this now. Flanders would have been nicer to Homer, and also the opening bit where Homer's walking by people like, "Hey, Fred, what are you doing here?" Like he's just saying names, like they're just uh, random names. Yeah. They're not his friends. So. I was gonna point out that it's the only time. Well, no, this first season, uh, Bart being friends with Lewis. The yeah. show to me established that he had any friend other than Milhouse, but as the mm-hmm. show wore on, Bart has one friend and it's Milhouse. Yeah. He had Martin and Lewis. Yeah. No, we only saw Lewis, Lewis in this one. The thing about Flanders is right, though. Like The joke today would be Flanders would be really nice and Homer would just be a dick because yeah. he was being nice. But in, yeah. in that scene, he wasn't being nice. No, he was he... kind of highlighting how poor Homer was. Mm-hmm. and you know. Well, then Homer isn't... It's in the, the ones we've watched for this batch of recordings in general... Mm-hmm. Homer, the, the no homers, the the haters on Homer uh, on current system, mm-hmm. sis, the haters of current seasons mm-hmm. hate jerk ass Homer, yeah. who is the Homer who says out of my way, jerk ass, who is just basically a comedic sociopath. But you also, I but don't. But this think, Homer is not that guy yeah, at all. He's You're, the most thoughtful version of this character. He's the family savior at yeah. all at all times. Yeah, that he cares. He's stupid, and he can sometimes react poorly to situations, mm-hmm. but he has a good heart and. That goodness slowly, slowly melts away to make him a better idiot joke machine, which I'm not saying is bad, but it's Mm. weird to see Homer starting from like 10 miles an hour to now see him at just constant... Well, I think we saw him go to like 120 miles an hour, and now they've eased back to like 90. Yeah, I can say that like I was recently watching random DVDs, and I put mm-hmm. on season 12, and I've watched like half of it so far. In that season, he is just Peter Griffin, like period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So going to back to these, it's such a huge change. That's probably mm-hmm. when he was at his worst, that era, that era yes. of the show. Yep. Because they didn't care, I thought they cared the least about characterization, which oppositely in this one, they care so much about it, and the reality of it. Like Though then again, there's also the disreality of... Marge keeping the jar on her head all year long, and that's yeah. how she hides the Christmas money. Like, yes. that's pretty crazy. The no crazier than Homer fighting a giant spider to sneak out of the Springfield uh, power plant. Yeah. Is, this, is this also they 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 do a take to camera at the end, don't they? Say Merry Christmas. 
I think they're is? kind of looking at I think each that's other. like, isn't the last thing like a snapshot that's taken? Yes. Like, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then they sing for the nice people. Yeah. And by the way, this, uh, this commentary is just to show you how old this is. The commentaries were recorded before 9-11 because the, dis, the, the DVDs came out in September 25th. 2001. Still one of the best DVD sets ever made. Yeah. So they recorded it before 9-11 and they were in production on seasons 13 and 14 wow. when they recorded the commentaries. That's how long ago it was. Well, do we want to do line of the show? Yeah. I mean, are we voting? Um, think- no, because I'm going to give it to a character. Because it's like... See. Uh, this since I since I grabbed these bobs, it's my <laughs> right, my birthright. Uh, I wanted to give it to Aunt Patty. Mm. Aunt Patty has numerous lines that have always cracked me up. Some that still uh, remain timelessly funny. One, there's one in here that's just I don't know. It's always cracked me up. Uh, this is I love. This is how she's introduced. This is her mm. introduction uh, to us. Elmer, yellow, Marge, please. <laughs> Who's this? May I please speak to Marge? This is her sister, isn't it? Is Marge there? Who shall I say is calling? Marge, please. It's her sister. No. <laughs> There's that. I think that's a great exchange. Yeah. Marge, please. It's a great way to introduce Marge, the character. Please, and, and it's and it works good for a podcast because it's all audio. Yes. Like, that was also the Sim- I liked early on you seeing the Simpsons exploring audio only jokes instead yeah. of getting you visually with the with yeah and i jokes. think that's i don't know i've always said that to you guys who hate on newer episodes of the simpsons and they're, they're not the same to me but like one of the things is i think they couldn't afford to animate certain things so a lot of things would happen off screen yeah or mm-hmm. they would be sound based whereas now they show everything and they dwell on it for a really long uh, time well, that's what um, bothers me yeah well and you can hear on the comment this is something bob you i uh, you wrote a whole article about that uh, a long time ago but on the commentaries, Matt, you can hear Matt wincing and yeah. like that guy's off model. Oh, that's so ugly! But they became so interested in being on model, it stamped out a lot of the yeah. Cre- creativity. Yeah, but, and I, th- I think there was a lot of animation rules they broke, not knowing how to animate anything, that ended up becoming staples we find uh, synonymous with the series. Mm-hmm. I'm not Wait, even done with my sorry. patty clips. Oh, please, please continue. Uh, this this cracked me up as a kid. Still cracks me up now. I'm not sure it's the greatest joke in the world. Uh, Homer. Can't even afford a Christmas tree. He has to go chop one down yeah, and steal one. Uh, gets hounds released and shots fired at him. Brings it home. So, what do you think, kids? Beauty, isn't it? Well, yay, Dad! Why is there a birdhouse in it? Uh, <laughs> or that's an ornament. I don't know why. I'm sorry. I love that <laughs> one. Like, I, I think that like two of the episodes we watched for this recording session, uh, Homer or the family were chased away with guns. Yeah, the gunfires, like yeah. gun, gun, guns were being the, shot off. On the commentary, they also said they were concerned. Like Homer steals a tree. Is that too far? Is he unlikable? <laughs> like they didn't know. And we <laughs> never had the discussion again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this is uh, this is probably a better scene for Lisa, but Patty's great in it. Uh, it's a it's a great scene in general, but it's it's the first show for us. We don't know that it's the seven one in airing order, but it's it's such a, a huge piece of Lisa's personality. Yeah, a great this, introduction. Yeah, and I, I, I love I love I love the delivery and everything. Unadulterated pep. Yeah. It's nine o'clock. Where's Homer anyway? It's so typical of the big doofus to spoil it all. What, Aunt Patty? No, nothing, dear. I'm just trashing your father. <laughs> well, I wish you wouldn't, because aside from the fact that he has the same frailties as all human beings, he's the only father I have. Therefore, he is my model of manhood, and my estimation of him will govern the prospects of my adult relationships. So I hope you bear in mind that any knock at him is a knock at me, and I am far too young to defend myself against such onslaughts. 
Go watch your cartoon show, dear. <laughs> and that is why Patty wins a uh, line of the show. That's the joke. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I love that. I, I'll give it to Patty. I yeah. like those flashes of Lisa. That fl- like yeah. Lisa and Bart may as well. They were both just troublemakers usually, and but in the first season. So until until moaning Lisa, I would suppose. Well, like, but, watching these early episodes, it, like. You always feel like the Simpsons got big, but like they started big mm-hmm. with a lot of different characters and personality types, and it's a lot of it is on display in this very first uh, episode. Yeah, so that's yeah. all I got to say. There's only a few episodes in season one that feel outright wrong. Yeah, um, this is not one of them. Yeah, like maybe mm-hmm. two or three just feel like a, a different show, like the wrong show. But this feels very, very much like. Despite the few discrepancies, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't bored or anything. With yeah, it. I, I was so, surprised. Yeah, there's a lot more pregnant pauses mm-hmm. than you'd get yeah. on any, even a season three episode of The Simpsons. But they weren't they weren't in they weren't up to speed yet of packing in jokes or references to films or whatever. Like I actually don't think there's any. I mean, I guess the Happy Little Elves count, but there's no direct yeah. reference to. Well, this is inspired. This angle's <clears throat> inspired from this film. We mm-hmm. this is a tribute to this thing. And yeah, I. I think it holds up pretty well too, but yeah. I also can't. It it would be impossible for me to watch this objectively. Yeah. Like it is just a cornerstone. Uh, like childhood began, or my adult whatever my life began when I watched. I remember this. nothing before this episode yeah. aired, and then it's all uh, memories. The eighties are nothing. Uh, I was playing Super Mario Brothers. That was it. And then once the eighties were over, and the nineties began after this episode, all Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah. For better or worse, to, taught me about my life and to, how to live it. Oh my God, these commercials are so nineties in the middle. Jesus. Uh, anyway, yes. Is that it? Are we are, are we wrapped? I think we're good. That's our so, first yeah. uh, episode. So please uh, keep. Yeah, we want to them. plug stuff, but this is a Patreon exclusive. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, so we, thank you, patrons. And if you don't know how this works, uh, we want to do this as a regular show, uh, but we want to start distributing to everybody with the second season. But it needs to unlock first. Patreon donators will get the first season. Uh, at a $5 reward minimum at uh, patreon.com slash laser time, I think is uh, the URL. We're recording this in advance in case it's not obvious, <laughs> mm-hmm. but we can't embark on another program just yet until we uh, can get everybody paid. And that's what we're, but we're, you know, new content for you. How is it? Maybe you should try another one. We were trying to say, like, I really wanted it, like, let's try and stick to 30 minutes. We shouldn't have a Simpsons show that's longer than the Simpsons show. Uh, but so this one, we had to cover, totally. We yeah. had to cover the history of entertainment before <laughs> the Simpsons totally. started. So, yeah. I think we'll be faster next time. Cut Indeed. to 90-minute episodes. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, one, day, one day I probably won't have Laser Time content, and it'll just, this will just go up as a regular episode. Yeah, and this will just be the longest... Uh, boy, what will, what will we be like by the 26th season of this? Oh, uh, goodness. Uh, wow. the, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> uh, will, we, will we be as crappy as the Simpsons are I'll now? be spinning in my grave as Chris Hardwick just starts it for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we'll be. Oh, uh, but anyway, that is it for us. Uh, you want to take us out, Bobby? Any plugs? Uh, yeah, as always, I do stuff for usgamer.net and Retronauts, my class gaming podcast. So check me out on those things. And you can follow me on Twitter as uh, Bob Servo. How about you guys? If you don't know, I'm H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G <laughs> on Twitter by now. And I don't know what to tell you. But yeah, hey, listen to Kate Prices too. That's, that's always good. I got nothing. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.